Welcome to Palm Vista Community Church as we explore a very important topic, church membership. Why, you ask? Well, today is New Member Sunday. So I thought it'd be a good idea to ask the question, why membership? Why should I join the church? Why are we receiving new members this morning? If you're a member, why did you join Palm Vista? And if you have been coming and are not a member, why haven't you joined yet? This is, this is a question I believe that is very important for us to think about carefully. Why membership? And we're going to think about that question using Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16. So I invite you at this moment to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. And if you don't have a Bible, we've got some for you in this back table. These are important words. I, I, would, I would encourage you, get it out electronically if you have an electronic Bible or, or in paper, whatever, and look at these words. You know, hit your neighbor and say, okay, these are important words. Much more important words than the words Al's going to speak. Because my words and my call as a pastor is simply to preach and teach and give explanation to what the Scripture says. Because the Scripture is God's Word, and it's what tells you how to live. Or not, depending on whether you choose to obey it. But I strongly encourage you to obey it by God's grace. So let's see, what does the Bible say about church membership? All right, you ready? Here we go. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm beginning in verse 11. I'm reading from the New American Standard, excuse me, the English Standard Version. English Standard Version. Verse 11. And he, the he there is Christ Jesus. That You can find that out from the context of this passage. And he, Christ Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers... To equip the saints, we're the saints, the church members, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Now you have to ask yourself, what what is the work of ministry? Well, here we go, he's going to explain it. For building up the body of Christ, verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, notice whenever you see a rather or a contrast, it's very important. Instead of being children, rather, verse 15 Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him, again, speaking of Christ, who is the head, into Christ. From whom, that is from Christ, the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So why membership? Because the scriptural metaphor for us as a people is a body. Christ Jesus is the head of that body. We see that in verse 15. And we are the body of Christ. So why membership? Because membership means that you're part of that body. It would do me no good if my hand were no longer attached to my body. A, that would be very difficult, be very awkward. It would be very useless if it were lying somewhere else rather than right here. We're a body. This is the picture that God gives us as Christians. You are not primarily identified in your own self. 
But you're identified as part of a body, Christ Jesus being the head, the face of that body. So what are we here for? If you read this passage carefully, you noted that one of the main points of this passage is that we would grow up, that we would mature, that we would express the fullness of mature manhood. Whose? Ours? Now look at the text again. The Christ's. The the calling that we have is that we would represent Jesus. Jesus' body, Jesus' representation to this world is the church. He's the head of the church. We're the body. This is the metaphor that is being used here. And together, we are to grow up. Look at verse 13. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. You see that? Put your finger on that. Mature manhood. What does that mean? That means that together we look like Jesus. Our character looks like Jesus. That we are to image God. If if you know your Bibles, we're just back to the original purpose of man. If you go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, this way. If you go back to the beginning of the Bible, Adam and Eve were to what? Image God. They were made in the image of God. They were to populate the earth and spread the dominion and, and, and rule the earth under God's authority. And they failed. They sinned in the garden. But God promised a Savior, and the Savior is Jesus, and now his people are his body. That's the metaphor. Think of a body. Christ is the head, and some of us are arms and legs and feet and elbows and all kinds of stuff. And we all are together, together, so that we're functioning and we're we're maturing into full manhood. That is to say, we're representing Christ well together. If you look further on in this text... It says not only mature manhood, but then at the end of verse 13, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What? How in the world can we represent the stature of the fullness of Christ? Well, it's a miracle. It's only by the life of God that's in you. But he calls us to that. This is why membership. Verse 14, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Rather, so that's the negative. Don't do that anymore. We're given to that. We're given to being children in our thinking, children in what we believe about God, children that are just selfish and pout when they don't get what they want. Me, me, me. That's what we're given to apart from Christ. But when God saves us, when he joins us to the church, we become part of his body, a body that's coordinated, that's acting like Jesus, that is mature manhood, then instead of being selfish like children and deceived and not understanding, look at verse 15, but rather speaking the truth in love. That's the gospel. That's what I'm doing right now. That's what we do in community groups. This week we're having community groups. Tuesday night in East Pines, Wednesday night two in Country Club of Miami, and Thursday night one in West Pines. We come together to speak the truth in love. We speak the word of God. We talk about the sermon. We pray for one another. We speak the truth in love. Now here's the purpose. Verse 15. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly. That's why church membership. Membership connects me to you and connects you to me because God first connected us to himself sovereignly. We did not connect ourselves. He connected us in Christ. If you're a Christian, have repented and believe in Christ as your Savior. God has connected you to himself, but then he's connected you to one another. And we're to be this body. 
And we're to grow up together as each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. What we're talking about here is what we spoke about last week. The purpose of your life, the purpose of my life, if we are Christians, the identity that matters most for you and for me is that we're followers of Christ because of God's mercy and sovereign grace And we're to live our lives as his followers. And our identity is in what he has done, not in what we do. But we we then obey him and and we, we work together. Last week we said it this way. To present everyone mature in Christ. That is what we're laboring to do. That's why Palm Vista exists. The way people say that in these days is we work, we exist to make disciples. Disciples. What's a disciple? According to what we just read, it's this on the screen. A disciple is a maturing follower of Christ who is seeking to make disciples. A disciple is a maturing follower of Christ who is seeking to make disciples. Membership is necessary to fulfill this mission, which is the mission that God gives us here in this text, and he gives it to us in many other places. In Colossians 1, he gives it to us in Matthew 28. Jesus' final words to his disciples were, go and make disciples with the gospel until I come back. But the way, the, the way that happens is when we are knit together and we grow together. So our mission statement as a church Again, on the screen, in Christ, we connect, we grow, and we go to make disciples. In Christ, we connect, grow, and go. What what does that mean? Well, in Christ, because it is God who connected us to himself in Christ, I could never be connected to God because I am unrighteous. Jesus is righteous. He takes my sins. He takes away that which disconnects me from God which was God's plan from the beginning, and he gives me his righteousness, and now God connects me to himself and then to one another. And then he connects us to one another so that we might grow. And that's what this text covers. That's why membership is so important. Growth occurs as we are significantly connected, firstly to God, but then to one another. I cannot grow without you. You cannot grow without me. Look at verse 16 again. See what it says? From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly. When each part is working properly. Makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. If there's one part of the body that has massive biceps. You may envision yourself as a massive bicep of the body of Christ today. You are just a mature Christian, right? You love God. I mean, you don't want to say anything, but man, you tithe, you go to community group, you serve, your kids are model children. You are just one bulging bicep, right? Okay? <clears throat> but if that body had legs that were totally underdeveloped, or, or a neck that was so weak that the head could so... So you'd be walking around with these bulging biceps, but there's something wrong with the body. You can't do anything with those bulging biceps. And what God is saying in this text here is that church membership is that we all labor to present all of us mature in Christ. So the weakest of us is really the strength of the church. Now, that's countercultural, right? Because I can go get buff in the gym. (laughs) And if you're not buff, that's your problem. That's not how it works in Christianity. I bear my brother's burden and my sister's burden. I am as only as strong as you are. And I give my life to strengthen you. I don't judge you. I don't look down on you. I say, let's go. Let's hook arms together. Let's go. Come on. 
That's what verse 16 says, right? I mean, my leg is going where my body's going. Or else I'm in trouble. I'm in the emergency room. (laughs) Something happened to my leg. It's no longer with me. We're all going together. Where we go, we go together, right? So that's why membership. It's glorious and it's impossible. (laughs) Apart from God, it's impossible because you have your thoughts and I have my thoughts. You have your workout regimen, right? Like I I like P90X. No, no, I like something else. I don't even know what something else is because I've been doing the P90 for so long, but whatever something else is. You know, I like orange therapy or something like that. I saw something there. I like planet fitness. There we go. I got you on that one, right? I, you know, I like to, we all got an opinion, right? Everybody's got an opinion. But then God brings us together. And it's no longer I mentality, the I life. It's the we life. The selfie no longer is the most important picture in my phone. It's the group picture. Have you ever tried to take a group picture? Try doing it with eight grandchildren. You will lose your mind. You will lose your mind. But the patience it takes to take the group picture is worth it. Because I want all of us in the picture. I want you in the picture. I want you in the picture. And sometimes we go like, they don't look anything alike outwardly. You're right. But we're, we're, we're united by the blood of Jesus. Right? That's what I love about this church. We look so different. I wish you could be up here looking at you. Some of you, it's a little scary. No, no. A couple of you just woke up. It's like, hi. Yes, you're here. I don't know how you got here, but you're here. Um, this, this is why membership. This is why we lay our lives down. And this is why we're going to receive new members right now. Very quickly. How does God unite us? Just on the screen. I just want to fly over these quickly. Number one, in the unity of the faith. You're going to see that in verse 13. So if you, if you have not joined Palm Vista or if you're a guest, you're going to find that we preach the word of God and we talk a lot about the faith, the doctrine. This is really the gospel, the basics of who God is, how he saved us, who is Christ, who is the Holy Spirit, how, how do we walk this out, okay? Second, we're maturing in the knowledge of the Son of God. So we want to spend lots of time talking about what's called Christology, the study of Christ, and soteriology, the study of salvation. These are fancy theological terms, but who is Christ? How does he save us? How are we called to God? How do I relate to God? Is it on my efforts and my work or Christ? Next, we want to grow in just basic maturity. We've already talked a lot about that, but this is all those texts that I just highlighted to you. Verse 13, mature manhood. Verse 13c, stature of the measure of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, no longer children in our thinking, understanding, or living. Verse 15, we grow up into Christ. Verse 16, we grow so that we build ourselves up in love when each part is doing what they're called to do. This whole text is about maturity. You see that? You can't avoid that. There it is. There it is. And then finally, community. Community. So I want to transition into community. Should be number four. Uh, I want to transition into community because living in community starts with God saving us. And so what we're going to do in a moment is we're going to receive new members. And I'm going to share with you about them. It's a couple, Kyle and Elizabeth Sviler. And their little eight-month-old son, Jackson. Where are Kyle and Elizabeth? You're around here somewhere. Wave at me. There you go. All right. I miss my buddy Jackson, man. (laughs) Jackson 5. 
That's prophetic. You're going to have five children. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Elizabeth just fainted. <laughs> so, so this is the community deal, guys. We, we want to get to know them. You're going to find out in a moment. They, I, I believe they're visiting the Fernandez Community Group on Tuesday nights, okay? Um, you're going to find out a little bit about them. We ask them these questions. It's not like, you know, they may be sitting there going, oh, I don't know if I want to share all this. But, but you're part of the church. You know, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We, we, we're going to get to know each other. We'll have good days. We'll have bad days. We'll agree. We'll disagree. Because we're Latins or half Latin, some of us. We're going to probably yell and scream a little bit. But we're going to love each other. We're going to forgive each other. And then we're going to walk it out. And the world is going to say, wow, that's what Jesus looks like. I thought it would be fitting here in these final moments that we have before we transition to eat in the cafeteria that we also celebrate one of the two sacraments, ordinances, that Christ instituted. Next week, we'll be celebrating one, which is baptism. This week, it's going to be communion. And what's so important in this is that this ordinance, yes, ushers, you can start getting ready. Um, this ordinance was, was instituted at a meal. We're about to have a meal. Now, we're doing it a little bit differently. They probably ate their meal first and then celebrated communion together. We're going to celebrate communion together first and then eat. It's only because logistically, that's how we have to do it. All right, we, we, we need to be out of here by 12.30, so we want to get you over there by 11.30-ish to begin our meal. Uh, I encourage you to stay and eat. Even if you didn't bring anything, just stay, you know? Corey will pray and God will multiply the food. No pressure, Corey. I just read that like yesterday in my quiet time. That would be interesting. <laughs> um, but seriously, even if, you, even, look, even if you're not going to eat a lot, just come on over. What we're going to do is we're going to have Kyle and Elizabeth You'll be the first ones excused after we celebrate communion. So you can just say hi to them with little Jackson. Um, but this is community. I know it's inconvenient. I, I get that. But it's what we do. We do it together. So it's important that we do this together. If you're a Christian, that is, you've been saved by the blood of Jesus, and ushers, you can come on down. You have repented and believed and put your faith in Christ. We invite you to eat with us, even if you're a guest. If you're not a Christian... Please don't eat this. This is for believers. Let it call your heart to repent and believe in Christ. Um, but let me just read you the context of this. Mark 14, 22 through 25. Mark 14, 22 through 25 says this. And as they, this is Jesus and the disciples, were eating, so they were eating the Last Supper, He took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant. This is that promise God made at the very beginning to save us, though we deserved his wrath and judgment. He says, I will bring a savior who will who will who will bring you to me, who will restore what has been lost. That's Jesus by his body and blood, the mystery that was revealed in Christ's coming. What a beautiful mystery. Beautiful mystery. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. We are the family of God. We are the body of Christ. He's the head of the body. And he invites us through these symbols of the covenant to eat his body and drink his blood. What does that mean? His life courses through our veins collectively. We were born once, and some of us were not born in this country. We were born elsewhere. 
We're born to different socioeconomic status. We have different looking skin color. We have different everything. But we've been all, if you receive this, been born again by the blood of Jesus. And that's serious stuff. That's my identity and that's yours. So let me pray for the elements. What I'm going to do is have the ushers serve us. Take the elements, please. Hold them. And at the end, when everyone's been served, I'll come back up and lead us in that. During the, the time that they're distributing the elements, I'm going to be reading to you from 1 Peter 2 so that you can understand even further the fact that we're his body. Let me pray first. Lord, it is a, it is a privilege to be part of your body. First of all, you saved us when we were running as far and as fast away from you as we could go. We were bound for hell and happy about it. And you saved us by grace and grace alone. Thank you, Lord. You forgave us. Some of us are more aware of that forgiveness because some of the things we did outwardly are pretty horrific. We hurt a lot of people. But your word says that all of us inside were your enemies, rebels, born that way with the mark of sin. And you called us together. So we celebrate together this ordinance of the covenant that you saved us by the wounds on your back, by the blood that you poured out. Bless your people now. As they are served in Jesus' name. Amen. So please receive, uh, hold them, don't take them yet, and listen and meditate on what it means to be part of the body of Christ and what it means to be one who has been called by God himself. I'm going to be reading 1 Peter 2, 4 through 10. I believe the scripture will be up on the screen. So just listen to God's word. As you come to him, speaking of Christ, a living stone... Rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones. So here the metaphor is of a building. In Ephesians, the metaphor is of a body. What they they have together is they, they have to come together. Living stones are being built up. It's the same idea. Maturity as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. To go out and share the gospel with others. To offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. How? Through Christ. Not our good works, His. For it stands in Scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame so the honor is for you who believe but for those who do not believe the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense and if you're here oh my dear friend and you're not a believer i pray today this morning god would just move on your heart and you would repent and believe and this would become a stone of blessing they stumble because they disobey the word as they are, were destined to do. Verse 9. But you are a chosen race. You got that? We're all of one race. Forged by the blood of Jesus. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A people for his own possession. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now, now, you have received mercy. Friends, 
You know how we get to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light? By obeying him and celebrating communion and the Lord's Supper together. Declare his excellencies, friend. Take and eat by faith in the broken body of Christ for you. Take and eat. Take and drink the blood of Christ poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and drink. Dear church, receive this blessing. May the peace of God, which deals with all that separated you from God and made you his enemy. May the peace of God that makes you his friend based on what Christ has done, not what you have done. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, no matter what you're going through, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen.